The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And every week we present power rankings of different varieties. And for this week, we are going to talk about the top offenses in the NFL. And... I think it's safe to say that we all have the same number one in the Miami Dolphins. If you want to look at points, you want to look at yards, you want to look at awards and who's leading the way, an MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, all that good stuff. Everything Mm -hmm. is pointing to the Miami Dolphins. And Joe, I know we've talked about this a lot this week, but it bears repeating just how impressive and historic they have looked in just three weeks. The gap is astounding. And I wonder how long this gap is going to be in place as the season continues, because typically with this larger sample size, that stuff goes away. You know, a performance where you you have a string against awful defenses and you're able to eat. I wonder, because after three games, just something as simple as yards per play. Yards per play. (laughs) 2.2 yards per play, more than anybody else in the NFL. Number two is 2.2 yards per play after Miami. Any metric you want to take a look at, the gap is just just blows you away. And yeah, maybe maybe the Broncos have the are the worst defense in the NFL. That it's not just the Dolphins. The Dolphins, anytime they've been an underdog, like you have to consider them. And I don't know that we're going to see that much this year. We're going to see it this weekend. I don't. After that, I'm not quite sure how much we're going to see that. That's what, 
it, no matter what, how you break down the matchup, you're like, well, they're going to be in that game because the offense is too good. They're, they're in that game. That, that's the conversation around football. That's why we're doing that power rankings right now because the list that we come up with, that's our case. Any week, they're going to be in that game or they have the ability to be in that game because they can score. Yeah, and Bills head coach Sean McDermott saying that Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins offense is almost revolutionary. They've got the speed. It's just incredible. Obviously, you know, winning by seven or putting up 70 points is going to help those stats when you look at how well they've been doing <laughs> offensively and points per game and all of that, but it's so impressive. Uh, it's really cool to see. Uh, I, I, it's incredible uh what they are doing right now so hopefully Tua can stay healthy and they can keep it up speed kills Aaron speed absolutely kills and I mean you look at like next gen stats coming out with some of the faster players and and faster sort of track speeds that uh some of the guys that have been able to have that's been remarkable you look at the betting market uh you know Tua Tagovailoa plus 350 as a favorite to win MVP this early in the season for someone who we weren't sure would even finish the season as a starting quarterback during the preseason. That's remarkable. Coach of the year favorite, McDaniel. Offensive player of the year, co-favorite Tyreek Hill at plus 475. The fact that odds are that short for him this early in the season. Uh, it's hard not to be impressed with everything they've done up to this point. And they probably will be a force to be reckoned with. And whenever we're looking at the top offenses in the NFL, as I mentioned, we all agree that Miami is number one. But that's not fun to make uh, a top five when everyone agrees on number one. So what we're going to do now is present two through six, the top offenses not named the Miami Dolphins. So, Aaron, let's kick it off. Number six. You heard it in the open. Joe doesn't like them. I got the Lions. The offense is a big reason mm. that they beat the defending champs in week one. I think the Lions offense and Jared Goff is off to a pretty good start. Um, let's see. They've got Amon Ross St. Brown. They haven't been turning the ball over as much as Jared Goff used to. So I really like what I'm seeing from the Lions. So I put them at six. Number five. Well, Weeks two and three were nice little get-right spots for this team. Their passing offense started to deliver. What we saw in week one was frightening, but thankfully they had a couple games to get things going. I'm talking about the Bills. Allen was finally efficient. Um, James Cook got going. I really thought they got their mojo and, you know, continued that momentum against the commanders. Stefan Diggs had a day with an eight catch, 111 yard performance. So I put the bills at five. Number four hasn't always been pretty, but, and some of the players even had flu like symptoms Monday night. AJ Brown said <laughs> he was out there eating talkies, had a, uh, upset stomach and he still went <laughs> off talkies. talkies it makes you Google feel better it. no <laughs> it actually gave him something i won't say on the air i don't think oh, he okay. uh, was feeling right but he still went off and had a great game is my point your guy swifty he's putting up crazy numbers i love what i'm seeing from the eagles 
Uh, A.J. Brown posted his best game of the season. Nine catches, 131 yards. Swift with another 100-plus yard game. He had 130. I got the Eagles at number four. Number three. Hold on. Did I mind? <laughs> <laughs> Number I thought three. it was a dramatic. What a cliffhanger! Aaron's power rankings is for a second. Yeah, I was like, make sure you don't have the Dolphins in there. Okay. Number three, I went with the Kansas City Chiefs. I had to. I went mostly off priors here. They haven't looked quite like the team we saw last season and in the Super Bowl, but they they got Travis Kelsey back. They've got Patrick Mahomes. They have Andy Reid. So. um you know, you really can't count them. I couldn't leave them out, but I did put them at three. Number two, I'm going with the 49ers. Brock Purdy, he's just getting the job done, but they've got so many offensive weapons. They've got a really good offensive line, which I think we can't really say the same thing about many teams in the NFL so far this season. But I really love what I'm seeing from this Niners offense. They have been impressive. So Niners, Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, Lions. Aaron, I'm happy that you mentioned that you brought up priors because I don't know how you can do this exercise without them. It's only been three games. Now, in those three games, if you are as phenomenal as the Dolphins have been, then yes, they are number one. But you do need to look at what happened last season so you have at least some idea of what the ceiling can be. And so as I present my top six – I go to number six, and I look at an offense that I think surprised a lot of folks last year, and I think they're off to a fantastic start this go-round, and we're not talking about them enough. It's the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith led the league in completion percentage over expected last year and is currently third this season. He's making tough throws, and he trusts his top three receiving unit. Also a maestro with play action. And having Kenneth Walker in the backfield, that doesn't hurt either. Elite running back play, elite wide receiver play. The Seahawks have a fantastic offense. Number five, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Jackson ranks second in success wow. rate and has four first downs over expected on the ground per next-gen stats. Much as we want to believe that the passing attack is sort of that next step for Lamar Jackson and company, yeah, it does need to be formidable, but this might be the first time in a long time where we really trust the wide receiving unit for the Ravens with Zay Flowers and company, and the ground game is still excellent, so the Ravens are my number five. Number four, the Buffalo Bills. Stephon Diggs, that whole weird thing that was going on in the preseason – I don't think it matters that much anymore. He's still gobbling up catches as well as nearly anybody. Maybe not overwhelming numbers for him, but the degree of difficulty has been high and he has been delivering. And also the ground game has been a little bit more reliable with James Cook in the backfield. That's been an added element that the Bills really have been missing the last couple of years. And so the rushing attack is better. Stefan Diggs is still great. Figuring out wide receivers two and three, the tight end game, all that stuff. You figure it will evolve just enough to where the Bills will be formidable by season's end. Number three, the 49ers. And it is all about Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy. McCaffrey leads everyone in rushing yards. Rushing yards over expected. Yards after contact. Brock Purdy has been sensational, delivering to a lot of different fantastic skill position players. And guys, there is value on Brock Purdy to win MVP. As much as I love Tua and as much as I love this Dolphins offense, in case it does regress, 
Brock Purdy still offers some value right now. So pay attention to that. And my number two offense in the National Football League is the Kansas City Chiefs. I wrote down in my notes, Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes. It's the best quarterback in football. How can the Chiefs not be one of the top offenses going? So Chiefs, 49ers, Bills, Ravens, Seahawks. Those are my two through six offenses, Joe. You should have started with two because that was the the minus 20,000 favorite to be number two. Yeah, of of course, with Patrick (laughs) Mahomes. uh, No surprise there. Uh, Yeah, we didn't set out guidelines for this. I leaned more on performance this year, but I guess when I look at the list that I compiled, a lot of it is priors as well. Um, Interesting. So after each of you give your top five, one thing that stood out to me is you named seven different teams. And I have a team that has not been mentioned in my top Uh five after the Dolphins. So it's interesting. Once I made my list, I did change the order quite a bit. Um, So I'm going to start with number six. And this is a team that I thought would not be mentioned by either of you, but it just was. Full agreement, Ed. I also have the Seattle Seahawks as the number six offense in the NFL. By the way, they just scored 37 in back-to-back games. Did anybody notice that? Their second in success rate, fourth in EPA per play. You mentioned what they did all of last year. We were worried about regression with Geno Smith. Has not happened yet. Now, maybe part of the reason is game script and they they need to score because the defense isn't as strong as they were hoping yet. But um, yeah, I also have the Seahawks at number six. Number five for me, this is the team that has not been mentioned yet. And um, yeah, I decided to do it. And they have a losing record. So a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this. But we're just talking about offense. We're not talking about overall team performance. And fifth best offense, I put Justin Herbert's offense there. I put the Chargers there at number five. And I know the last couple weeks it's been uh, easy matchups for them with Minnesota and Tennessee. And the injuries are a concern. That's why I ended up actually moving them down a little bit because Eckler, he's been out the last couple of weeks. Now we have Mike Williams. But if you look at just flat-out performance, they're popping. They're third in yards per play. They're top five in EPA per play. They're fourth in success rate. Third in EPA per dropback. Like, yeah, I I think the Kellen Moore thing is going to be just fine uh, once we get to the end of the year. So I put the Chargers... They're at number five overall. So I go Seahawks, Chargers. Now number four. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This is where I ended up putting the Chiefs. So we all have them in our top three after the Dolphins. No surprise there. You know, they, it, 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 it was 17 against Jacksonville and 20 against Detroit. And I know that was disappointing to a lot of people. And I also don't want to go too far in what we saw in the Bears game. But now Kelsey is healthy. And if you look at those first two games, it's something that we might laugh at all season long because the first game was a wide receiver drops game and the second game was a wide receiver fumbles game. And we know they're going to have one of the top offenses in the league. So Chiefs are fourth. So third, 
I decided to go with Buffalo. Like, Priors, performance this year, what's the problem? Once they got past that Josh Allen crazy opening night Jets game, once you got past that, what have they done? 38 against Vegas, 37 against Washington. The Bills are a machine. All this chatter all offseason about how you fade the Bills, not going to win the division. Nuh-uh. They're doing just fine. So I put Bills three, and I put the Niners number two. They've scored 30 in every single game. Like You have Shanahan leading the way, the mastermind. You have the best running back in football right now. There's a debate on their number one receiver, but does it even matter if it's Debo or Ayuk? And look at what they did without Ayuk on Thursday night. So I put the Niners. My order after the Dolphins is Niners, Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, and Seahawks. Had the Mike Williams injury not happened, I probably would have had the Chargers at five or six. I just think he is so significant to what they want to do with deep threats that it really hamstrings what this offense can be going forward. Uh, But I would probably still have them at like seven or eight. So I don't consider the Chargers uh, out of place in terms of being in the top six. It's just that those injuries are mounting, and I have some real concerns about how Kellen Moore and company are supposed to sort of put everything together, Aaron. Yeah, I can agree with that. I definitely thought this was a little tougher, and I did switch my order around as well. I thought it was interesting. Joe and I both had the Niners at two. Mm -hmm. Um, Did either of you guys put the Eagles in? I don't think nope. you did, did you? I did not. No. Yeah. No. I noticed that. Mm-hmm. But I don't have concerns about it, but, you know, the, the interceptions the other right. night a little bit, but, yeah, I mean, they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they're awesome. Yeah, There's so a... many teams we could have put in or left off. It's, it was a tough one. Yeah, I'd say the Eagles are still a top 10 offense, and you can mm-hmm. do a lot of great things with a top 10 offense. It's just – you know, do you trust Jalen Hurts with this new offensive coordinator? I think the jury's still out on that. It's still good, but this idea that they're like, you know, top two or three just because they made the Super Bowl, that might be a stretch, but still a very good offense. This is Bet 12 Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board, and can we legally get through a pop culture segment without mentioning musical sensations? That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.